It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This podcaster named Sean Allen. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another uh, Sean Allen podcast. ASAP, another Sean Allen podcast. Follow, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Spotify and Apple listeners, please rate and write a review. I have special guests, someone who's really, really special to me. Somebody, I, I mean, we go back since the beginning of time. My good friend, my bonus sister, Aaron, and the one and only Angela. Most of you know her as the Kitchenista. Hey, how are you, Sean? Thank you, thank you for doing this. Well, that's a cool name, Kitchenista. Can we get a little background? Yeah, um, when I was doing my blog, I was, when I was looking for a website, I was just looking for kitchen words originally, and Kitchenista was, at the time, uh, these women in New York that don't cook, and they have apartments, we're using our kitchens to store, like, beauty products in the fridge and shoes in the oven. That's what was called Kitchenista, like, in an article, like, right. 10 years ago. So I said, I'm going to reclaim that because it's such a good word and it should be somebody that actually cooks. And that's what I did. It really is. And I love names and brands where you could just say it and you don't have to spell it. You know what I mean? Um, right. You know, so it's really, really easy. I mean, Aram, I'm sure you <laughs> get problems all the time <laughs> with your name. People are like, huh? I, I absolutely do have uh, issues with Aram. Uh, that's A-A-R-U-M. Um, and then for your followers who don't know, I on Instagram, I'm known as Lesbian in the Kitchen. Uh, and I actually developed that when I was living in California when we were running around. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> the name challenge is real. Wait, so lesbian in, <laughs> let's be in the kitchen? Yeah, so let's be in the kitchen. But so lesbian in the kitchen? Lesbian, yeah, so lesbian <laughs> in the kitchen. Also, and- it's like, it, it, it's, it's both, it's both ways, right? Yeah, so it's a play on words. It's let's be in the oh, kitchen wow. and lesbian in the kitchen. That's pretty dope. That's pretty I will sick. fight you later for not remembering that. I mean, I, I, I know, but I didn't know if that was, you know, what we are doing today. Oh, no, yeah, that's how that, that's how my best friend came up with it when we launched the food page. Um, I think I, I've been in this, sh- well, not chef, because I don't consider myself a chef, uh, the food space on Instagram for almost nine years. And I know uh, Angela's coming up on 10 years. So we've been doing this before. <laughs> I feel like we're like, in graduate school now, you know. Exactly. We're the OGs of this whole Pioneers. Thing. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really. Honestly, yes. And you know what's funny, too? I say this all the time, too. Like, there's a pocket of, like, Instagramming and content creating that you had to be a part of. 
so like nobody, they, they would never be a lesbian in the kitchen or a kitchenista after. I just don't no, think so because <laughs> there is that, you know what I mean? Like now it's been done, it's been pioneered, it's owned, the space is owned by its key players, which are you two. I don't think anybody could come after and try to, you, you understand what I'm saying? I think yeah, we do something different. Like, and, you know, absolutely. like 20 years ago, it was like the TV stars, you know, and right. then it, it moved into the phase of like the internet um, food personalities. I think TikTok will be the next place where something else will pop off. Right. Um, the, these kids are, you know, they're doing new things and they're going to come up in a different way than we do. Yeah, they're making amazing content yeah, on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Back really in our are. day, we literally had to give everything away for free <laughs> just to get noticed. Right. And then uh, Aaron and I were like one of the first ones to put ebooks out back in the day. Yeah, yep. I actually helped her with hers. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to that. That's pretty dope, too. I want to dive into both of your cookbooks, too, and like your styles. But I need to be jealous right now because I didn't enjoy what I ate this morning. So what did you guys eat? <laughs> uh, I had McDonald's. It, it was it's a work oh. day, so I I, I door dashed some McDonald's. I, I door dashed a breakfast burrito. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't for McDonald's, but I would have done McDonald's if the delivery was faster. So I I was waiting for you guys to make me jealous and make my mouth water. Yeah. And I yeah. seen these cookbooks. I'm very much into like. <laughs> making the rest of my life easier when it's not because i have to shoot pretty much my real meals and that's a lot of work so i've been supplementing with delivery which i used to be harder on myself about but um especially today is a snow day like i couldn't go anywhere right 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 i feel that you know what's interesting too about cooking or cookers chefs whatever so what are you guys called what like i'm a cook okay cook and yeah, I consider myself the same. Just just a home cook that has a passion or had a passion because I consider myself retired now. So from my <laughs> hobby, <laughs> but I don't think but people yeah, just, just enjoy cooking. I like when I was when I was looking at these cookbooks and Aram, I, you know, I seen you in the kitchen, seen you do your thing in kitchenista for years. You know, been privy to what you do. That's very creative, and I don't think a lot of people tie in like. There's a painter and then there's kitchenista in the kitchen. It's the same creativity to me. I see the creativity and the like you know, it's the same it's the same shit to me almost. You know yeah, what I mean? It's just a different kind of art to me. I, I love art and I, I grew up like that was my favorite class outside of the academic stuff. But and do, in the kitchen it does feel like that. Especially like like my spices, I pull that out and it's like a palette, you know. Do you see that people have a disconnection between like art and food or, you know what I mean? Well, so, um, yeah, I mean, everything, it means something different to everybody. You right. can't, yeah, I don't think, think you can put everybody in the same box when it comes to food. Like some people look at my page and they just want a recipe to get something on the table. and it, They don't really care about all the details. Other people are the kind of cooks that want to be in the kitchen all day and do all the fancy details. So it's just, it's all over the place. What about you, Aaron? What, like, is that the same for you? Yeah, I think, well, yeah, I think everyone has their point of view on chefs and home cooks and, you know, currently what everyone is doing in the space. I think the difference for me and Angela is we've taken these almost 10 years to better ourselves because we wanted to. So now you have a space that everyone just wants to be famous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, right. so, yeah. so, like, literally, occasionally I used to post my first uh, uh post food post uh, that I did and it's literally these giant meatballs this hard looking mashed potatoes and like a giant grilled peach 
And that's the first thing I ever posted on the Lesbian Kitchen page <laughs> like nine years ago. Right. And for me, it was a personal challenge just to get better at plating or, you know, concepts and putting different things together. And now I just see it as, you know, everyone wants to be a chef. Everyone wants to be famous. Everyone's dipping everything in Hennessy. And do you, you know, knock out your flavor profiles. But I don't see the range and the desire to be better. So plating. I agree 100%. So what is plating? So when you're getting ready to do a shot, um, you know, usually the best way to go is just to stack it high. Um, that's going to get you your cleanest situation. Uh, but it's also going to vary what type of style person you are. So you may be able to present it all on the plate laid out. Me, I'm more of a high stack kind of person. Like I just want to go for a clean shot and just be done with it. Okay. I mean, and it's funny. I got both of your cookbooks, but I don't. I've never used. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a kitchen person at all. You know what I mean. I would show somebody and be like, "Hey, can you put this together for me?" But I microwave bacon. That's as far as I go. I'm not microwave bacon. Yeah, that's if you back to like the 90s with like those plastic microwave trays. <laughs> you know. I mean, my style has always just been get in there. I don't want to be in there all day. I do actually have the real nine to five and have continued to have one um, as this was my side passion. So I'm a very quick cook. You know, I'm just, I'm just going to go, you know, probably I was probably like smoking some weed or something. And I got inspired and I was going to jump in the kitchen. And just make something. I, I kind of consider myself a uh, what's that show when you just the challenge show? You just uh, you get in there and you just go. Right. That's right. impressive that you can Stop. get quick cook and smoke because I smoke and I'm in the kitchen all day. And it's like, <laughs> are you like, like you should be on top? And I'm like, no, I cannot be on top because because I will still be looking like what kind of color plate to you use when the bell rings. When they be like, oh, okay, Angela, we need you to. <laughs> Like, you have to like, 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 rolling, like, like, rolling a blunt when the, when the bell rings. So, no, chop is not my thing, but I love to smoke and cook. It's just, that is like an all-night experience. <laughs> well, I smoke sativa, so. <laughs> or a hybrid. You, you see, I don't, and it's funny, I'm from L.A., born and raised. I live in L.A. I don't smoke at all. And if someone is smoking in the kitchen, if I haven't ate your food and you're smoking in the kitchen, I'm kind of side-eyeing you and thinking you're dirty. Well, you're not going to be in there while we smoking. Or if okay. not, we're at home. <laughs> you know how many, you know many plates you have probably likely eaten that were cooked with somebody on drugs? <laughs> oh, fat. A restaurant? They're on the harder drugs making your yeah. food. <laughs> that was the product of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. If you read Anthony Bourdain uh, <laughs> or you watch his shows, he always lets you know the kitchen staff was back there lit. <laughs> oh, and so let me see if I'm doing this right. I'm with two professionals now. How, how do you wa- so I wash chicken? I, I if I buy it from the the deli, it's you know you oh, don't wow. have to thaw it out. Great into like the country. <laughs> but let me let me let me wait. Let me land. When I buy chicken from the butcher, I rinse it off and I just cook it. Or, or if it's frozen, I'll thaw it out. I rent it out though. I rent it out. I don't put soap on it or I don't do all that extra stuff that I be seeing those people do online. Am I cleaning the chicken right? Well, see, I mean, there's there's a answer based on what we're what's recommended, and then there's an answer based on what are people's cultural practices. And I'm not. I have kind of 
try to change the way I respond to that question because I don't want to offend people, but I am still trying to educate people. So the, the scientific answer is that you don't have to clean chicken because the heat will kill any bacteria. The other side of that is that so most people, like when they were processing chicken way back in the day, it was being cut up, there were bone fragments, there, there was still blood. That doesn't, you don't get that if you're shopping at a, you know, a decent place where it's all packaged up for you. So no, you don't have to do all that. Um, the risk is that when you're doing all of the cleaning, you're splashing water, there's like micro droplets of water splashing even when you don't see them and you potentially are spreading salmonella all over your kitchen. That's the reason why they say you don't have to because it's not it's not adding anything like it's not killing bacteria by rinsing the water. Um, the heat will do that, so you're you're mostly like you're increasing the risk of cross contamination. So I tell people they like, do what you want if if if, if, it, if part of your your practice you have to be smart and you know you're not splashing everywhere. Try to do it in a bowl like inside of the sink. You, obviously, you're going to have to bleach down before and after. Just be smart about it and minimize the risk. Like, if you you don't have to clean chicken every time, but there's some chances, um, some instances. Sorry, like I got a package of wings a couple weeks ago, and I don't know what the hell's going on. But there was all kinds of feathers. Like I had to I had to chop them up. Yeah, that you're gonna have to rinse it off because you you can't cook it like that. But what? if you're shopping at a place like Whole Foods or you know it's it's not dirty when you get it. It just needs to be cooked. Oh, so. The, the what we do well I don't but I've just rinse it off one by one and I'll throw it if I'm frying it air fryer bake it I don't put them all together I'm not in the kitchen that much anyway to kind of put them all together but what you're saying is like the juices from the you don't want to spread that because that's where all the yeah okay right. you want to make sure you're, yeah you want to make sure everything's clean and you're not cross contaminating but you don't have to, you don't have to like give it a a bubble bath, <laughs> right? But you don't. You you can. Yeah, it might gross people out to think about it that way. But you technically, yes, you can take chicken out of the package, pat it dry, and season it, and continue to cook it, and you're going to be fine. Um, so anytime you choose to wash it, you are increasing the risk of cross contamination. Okay, okay, that's. So you just want to contain that. You want to make sure you're containing. You have your bowl in the sink. You you rinse it off. You you know pat it dry there, and just make sure you're not cross contaminating uh, across your kitchen. Okay. Right. Okay. And then I I always like if you're gonna do a brine anyways, like when I do wings a lot of times for the grill, I'm gonna do a brine where they're gonna be soaked in salt water, and to me that can kind of replace that process. So. You can kill two birds, you know, with one stone without making more of a mess. Um, if because that really is more beneficial anyways, because you're going to season the chicken at the same time as the salt versus just rinsing it off with water. Um, and then the other side of like rinsing a chicken out is that it's obviously wet before you cook it. So depending on the method, like if you're going to roast the chicken, you don't want to cook the wet chicken because it's not going to brown the same way. It's actually better to pat it dry. Wow. Okay, so that makes me feel a little bit better. If it was too technical, I would have been like, to hell with it. I'm not. <laughs> I just no. don't spend time. In, I feel like the longer I'm in the kitchen, the more I'm wasting money and wasting the food that I'm trying to cook. <laughs> so. <laughs> What's in your fridge right now, Sean? <laughs> I, you remember on Baby's Kids when they opened up the refrigerator and yeah. it was like a box of cereal? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's That's what my freezer look like right now my refrigerator I, I try to stay away and stay and out of it that's perfect 
perfectly okay. <laughs> as much as possible. But then again, I don't want to be throwing away money to, you know, all these restaurants and shit. And you get the food and the food ain't hitting on anything. Then I get on Kitchenista's damn Instagram and see all this luxurious <laughs> food. And I'm like, I just ate some bullshit right now. But. Listen, and I, I've had her food, and I, I can't stamp that it is delicious. Um, I think she's one of the most amazing cooks out here. Like, her level is way beyond even mine. Like, it, it looks good all the time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, maybe. I have, you know, I haven't had your food yet. That's crazy. We have so many, like, food friends online that we've known each other for years, but we haven't all been to each other's events. That's we should just throw one large event. Yes, of like the legit cooks. The legit cooks. Yep. Y'all really should too, because actually, let's hold that because I want to tap into something. But let's get this stuff. I got some questions about something, but events, food events, people spending money on food events and X, Y, and Z. We're (laughs) going to get into that. Speaking of food, in Instagram, who's the food envy? On Instagram, like a celebrity, uh, athlete, uh, polit- anybody on Instagram, you'd be like, damn, they eat good. I would eat at their house. Do you have any of um, those? DJ Khaled. Really? Easily. Yeah, his chef, uh, Melissa, she's amazing. And she does these whole spreads. Like, it's, it's, it's incredible. Like, you have to follow follow her, actually. Follow her page. Um, I can share her in my stories because she cooks for him when he has like, his people over. Oh, wow. What about you? Aaron, who's your, your um, food envy? There's, there's literally still right now forever one person's house I want to go over, and that's the legendary Miss Pat LaBelle. <laughs> like, everybody oh, else. Oh, yeah. That would be such a good time. Right? Everybody else to me, if of course, seems attainable, and I can just pull up and be like, hey, you got an event, or hey, let me try your food, or most of the people that I do like have restaurants, and I, I can go to their restaurants. But... If I want to just be able to go to Miss Patty's house and sit there and kiki and just have her food. Like, if I can check that off my bucket list, and I don't even have a long bucket list, <laughs> but that that's in the top five. I mean, we know Patty food. We She got a few cookbooks out. And... Right. She got the cookbooks. Yeah. You know, I definitely hit the store when the pies dropped. I'm not even a sweets person, but I was like, let me go grab me a Patty pie. <laughs> I mean, I you know, I got, I got a few uh, concerns about you know that but i mean they were good you don't know. say no about miss patty now I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> and then you know back to Khaled, we know he eating good so i'm gonna have to check out melissa's Man, page it's just for like, real she does like full dinner parties for them like you'll see like him and drake at the table it's just like a whole scene that has to be a lot. i would love to get that table lebron chef like, i don't i can't remember her name she's she's cold with it too though that has to be a lot cooking for a lot of people though right or there's like a technique. You would, oh, we want to talk the exhaustion part of it? Go ahead, Angela. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still struggle now because I don't cater like I used to. I don't cater all anymore. But I don't have the same stamina in the kitchen. So I feel it. Like when I have days where I'm in the kitchen all day, like I can't walk at the end of the day. That's how tired you get wow. on your feet. It's like you feel like you ran a marathon and the next day I won't be able to get out of bed. Like my body just won't work. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I, 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 well, the pandemic helped, but again, this was my side passion for years, and I would cater events and do things on the weekends, and I'm officially retired from that because it takes a toll on your body. Like, it's not absolutely. That's the part that I totally underestimated, thinking that you know I'm not a real chef in, in a restaurant, but I was spending just as much time at home on my feet in the kitchen as anybody else. And over the years, it really took a toll on my body. 
that's what people don't understand. Like, you're, you're shopping, you're, you know, you're sourcing, you're going to multiple places and you're creating this experience and that's, a, you're going to get a great, you know, payday from it, but it's three, four days of prep. And then you're, you know, going to your event and that's a, depending on the event, could be all day on your feet. Like same Angela, I couldn't walk the next day. I was just, my body would be like, no. Yep. Wow. Yep. So it makes you feel so much older. It's crazy. <laughs> like at the end of the night, like even my one, my especially my um my right hand would be cramped up to the point it would just be curled. What is the difference between a cook and a chef? The professional setting and experience, and yes. a chef earned that title in in a restaurant, and most of them in culinary school, and they came up under a certain um. It's a different type of order in the kitchen, you know. It, it's right. it's very, you know, regimented. And it, a home cook may have the same level of experience as far as the types of things that they cook, but it's a different process. It's a different, it's a completely different experience when you have to coordinate with you know twenty other people in the same space. Right. Why Why do I feel like all the chefs or most of the chefs that I came across are men? That it seems like a very male dominated. You know, that's who gets emphasized. It doesn't mean that there aren't women chefs are out there. You just don't know them as well. Yeah, you gotta mind them because yeah, you know, my my timeline, I curate and make sure I'm following women. Um, yeah, mine is almost women, all women. Yeah, but as far as restaurants, uh, you know, yeah, the numbers are low, and you know, it's a tough industry, and you can watch documentaries on it, but. And, that's, and people be like, why don't you, you know, go be work in a restaurant? Hell no. <laughs> right. It's a, I mean, it's a whole lifestyle, like, sacrifice that you have to make. I, I made that, that decision. When I came out to Detroit originally, it was to work for a restaurant. And when the pandemic hit, you know, there was also some things going on that it was just like a time to me to say, you know what, maybe this isn't the best choice for my life because now i was going to be home my my daughter i wasn't sure if she was going to be in virtual or not my son was moved back to virginia um as a single parent i couldn't commit to being in a restaurant because that's late hours that's holidays that's something a lot of women have to make that consideration especially a lot of single women single parents i should say what city has the best food though like <laughs> in the country in the country can we do like top three favorites? Or, oh, I, mean, I, think I would have to give it to New York. Like just, I mean. Okay, give me your top three, Angela. Give me your top three. Are you talking about like regional food or restaurants? I, I think that's different. Um. Uh. Okay, regional, local. Because like regional. I'd rather eat in the south, but I'd rather go to a restaurant in New York. Okay. 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 Yeah. 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 And what about you, Angela? Uh. uh like, where's your food Definitely. destination? Like, okay, I'm giving oh, you... That list is so long. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. no, no. You only can pick one in the United States. You only can pick one. Um, in the, uh, mm, oh, wow. Maybe tie, but you know, Chicago. Chicago. I'm going to say Chicago gives you a lot. You're going to say where? Mm, I would go back to San Francisco. Yeah, they say San Francisco got the best, the best food. See, you got Chicago, you got San Francisco, New York. Yeah. Um, Detroit also is on that list. Detroit, I, like, I think yep. people completely underestimate Detroit restaurants. Absolutely. I've heard some great it things about. Have. I've heard some great things about 
you know, Chicago and Detroit. Well, Chicago, of course, but Detroit. Because I feel like the Midwest, what the Midwest do that a lot of us sleep on, a lot of that influences Southern, and then it gets up to Chicago, Detroit, and they put their own little flair on it. Because all the black people from that's in Detroit and Chicago migrated from the South. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, it's a, it's a mix of Southern, and then it's a mix of Northern. Um, but then there's some Caribbean in that in that Detroit stuff, it too. It is. Yeah, yeah, we got that. Because you guys um, got I that. haven't been home, because I'm, I'm from Detroit, but I haven't lived there in, I guess, almost 20 years. But um, I know the food, chains has cha- the food scene has changed over the last few years, and my friends are like, you guys just come home and do a food tour. <laughs> just eat. Seriously. Like, I, I have so much fun going to restaurants. I mean, I used to. The pandemic kind of changed that, but it's it's good food. I'm, I'm never disappointed. I've actually had more fun eating here than I did in D.C. You know, it's interesting. Like, the most disappointing place is, to me, besides going to my family, my mom's from New Orleans. I expected so much from, like, their food scene, like, the restaurants and stuff, and the restaurants were just not hitting on anything. I, I felt the same way, only I feel like I didn't really take the time to map out a plan because I was, I was, in, the, I was in there for, a, like, a business trip, and they had some things arranged for it. And... The restaurants were hit or miss for me. Other than um, Dookie Chase, I really liked our meal there, and we got to meet um, Leah. But Ooh, the rest of the restaurants were like, yeah, it felt horsey. She just passed. I've never too, been, right? so I can't. Uh, yeah, yeah, she passed like couple, two years ago. Yeah, I think two, three years ago. Yep. Yeah, and people were like Neos, go to Neos. Neos is good for the turn up, but it's not all that. You know what I mean? I enjoy Cajuns more than I enjoy Neos. Cajuns is cheaper than neos and it just tastes a little bit better but the i mean it's a little hood but you know, neos <laughs> is definitely how are we talking you gotta like, like a grocery store while you uh, drinking your margarita um, or what the one on claiborne <laughs> you are going to have to watch your back but that's the best okay. one on claiborne <laughs> that, that, that's gonna be hitting though that's gonna be <laughs> let me tell you how hood it is though it's like under it's like under the freeway it's like a grocery store slash like restaurant they got like lunch tables inside the little okay. grocery store where you eat it. But it's popping, though. The food is bomb, and it's cheaper, way cheaper than Neo's. So, you know what I mean? But Neo's is good for the turn up. But people sleep. Y'all sleep on L.A. food. Everybody sleeps on L.A. food. Oh, goodness. I haven't been out there in years. I think it's probably been more We have this debate a lot. Because I, I lived there, what, 12 years? You was <laughs> here for, Mex- okay, L.A. got Mexican food, though, right? Yeah, but that's about it. Uh, the, the food scene in LA was was never popping. There was nothing. So I'll say this: the things that I liked and will repeat were always off the beaten path. But I think that's the way to go in any city. Right. Um, you know, there's a couple places in North Hollywood. I think a couple like Mexican spots you go to. You pay eight dollars, you got like a whole chicken. You got, <laughs> you got <laughs> all type of stuff. So. Those are things I liked. Um, Kitchen 24, always a favorite. Um, consistent, good food. I'll pull up there and get my steak, um, my cocktails, and just watch all the drama unfold. But outside of that, it's only a couple other places. Maybe go um, to Venice, a couple little restaurants on um, Abbot Kinney Road. But I, I didn't like LA for food. So I'm a native and I'm a local. I'm still here. So when y'all come back, I'm taking y'all to the, the real spot, south of the 10 freeway where the black people are. That's where it's at. What are the kitchen do's and don'ts? Like, Angela, what do you hate seeing people do in the kitchen? hate seeing people do. Um, 
leave your food out after it's cooked. Mm. I, I think that that's probably my pet peeve, and I get I get people get mad at me every Thanksgiving because I remind them that they need to toss the leftovers after feeding. So I think things like on the food safety side are my biggest pet peeve piece. See, y'all, y'all hate me in the kitchen <laughs> because I fall asleep <laughs> with the shit out. on the stove. What about <laughs> you, Aaron? What is the uh, biggest pet peeve? Pet peeve? Uh, just making sure your your pets stay out the kitchen. I yell at uh, oh, my dog's man. name is Chef, so I let, we yell at Chef as much as possible to get out the kitchen. He's a puppy, so he's starting to understand it. He's like over one. But yeah, just make sure your pets aren't in the kitchen because yeah that's a mess um thankful for the <laughs> yeah cat like, yeah see watching tiktok where they're like in the refrigerator yeah. like, oh, like yeah. what is what is happening i'm so thankful the pandemic killed potluck i don't have to go back into an office but i'm so <laughs> thankful <laughs> that is gross that's a really like an unsafe situation if that was an it. unsafe situation and people when they know you cook the first thing they go ask is what you bring into the potluck and i will always say nothing and i'm not eating <laughs> anything <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a beverage and chit chat <laughs> while you I guys are eating. I always bring like the one thing that I know that I could eat, so I don't have to eat anything else. <laughs> but that is. Yeah, I think uh, office potlucks is uh, right next to uh, open office concept is the downfall of <laughs> corporate America. <laughs> I hate cats too, so and I hate seeing them in the kitchen, especially on TikTok and Instagram. I'm like that is that is disgusting. That is gross. It really is. Do you guys clean really while you cook? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. okay. I try to. It's, I mean, here's the thing. When I'm doing my, if I'm cooking like normal, I, I can clean as I go. It gets more challenging when I'm shooting because mm-hmm. I might have like three different stations set up instead of in a natural way that I would have time to kind of clean in between. So after my shoots, it's exhausting because I tend to do all of the dishes after. Right. But typically, I would clean as I go. Matchonmatch.com is a black-owned online micro-marketplace that offers maximum exposure dedicated to black and brown creatives, content creators, and entrepreneurs alike. Need help with a product launch, website, or designing match? Email us at info at merchonmatch.com or click the link in the description of this episode. And for ASAP listeners, we are offering free shipping with code ASAP at checkout. Angela, what's the difference between you and Aram's? I know you haven't had her food yet, but from what you see and what you kind of gathered, what like what's the difference between um, your cuisine? Well, the main difference is that she has she you have a shellfish allergy. Yeah, so I think that's the difference in like the type of ingredients that we use because only because she she can't eat them, we don't cook the same types of food. Yeah, I I, I have to stay away from the entire ocean, so. You know, and, and, and here's something you want to note for people. You know, when we're giving stuff on Instagram, that is free 99 and we're probably eating it. Like, you're, that's not paid content. <laughs> something that used to get on my nerves was, you know, oh, you should substitute this and you should do that. And I'm like, well, hey, I'm allergic. So, yeah, you're going to see a lot of meat on my page. You're going to see, you know, you kind of also develop your brand and your, right. and your story. So I'm the lesbian in the kitchen. I, you know, I always had a glass of whiskey to drink and I'm cooking and I'm, you know, having a good time, but I would say our, our styles are different in that area. Um, and yeah, so, so Angela gets to cook the whole gamut and play with a lot of different flavors that I can't play with. That's, that's really interesting because if I do get upset with you, Aaron, I'm going to 
Sneaker, sh- sneaker shrimp in. That's messed up. But you know, <laughs> let's not discriminate on a shellfish show and seafood. What's, what's really uh, funny about it? So one of my most popular dishes I've made a lot and was requested at events was is my lobster bisque mac and cheese. Never made it. I mean, I've never eaten it. Bomb. So <laughs> it's if I can cook it. I can absolutely cook it, and I have for clients because you can't you can't do a larger event and not have a fish option somewhere. So that's just not going to happen. And I've never had a bad you know response to it. So I can cook it. I just can't eat it. Okay. That's, okay. that's just that you don't get as affected by um, like the food. Like I, I, uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I have to like take my allergy out. pill. Yeah, and that's another reason I kind of stopped too. So I have to take my allergy pill. I gotta you know get some air like. It's lessened over the years, but it, it I still kind of yeah get annoyed and like sick and like Ugh. a little bit. <laughs> See, you can't put a price on like risking your life for it. <laughs> right. You know, right. like that, that, there's not a surcharge for that. This this lobster bisque is now fifteen hundred dollars for mac and cheese, and everybody on uh, Twitter be like fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, because I almost died. So for my health insurance. <laughs> Have pushback, discrimination, sexism because of merging something traditional and non-traditional. You understand what I'm saying? I think it's it's no different than like the attitude that we would get regardless of whether we monetize our, our brand. I I get a lot of it's the entitlement. Um, it's the way that people look at, at at women. They expect you to just always have a plate for them and teach you everything you know. And here's my recipe. Take it. That's how you treat women in the kitchen because that's probably how you treated like your mom and your grandmother and your aunt. Right. You didn't look at them as a, like a fully formed human being who has, you know, a whole job and personal interests. Like it's just somebody that was making food for you. So people treat internet people the same way. Right. And you come up on their page and they're not a person to you. They are just a free recipe. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I get a different level of respect in some male food influencers. I've noticed with the way that questions are asked, the things that are demanded of me are not the same. Um, when I set boundaries, it's perceived differently. Right. So I, I, I don't know that I worked in construction prior to food and I, and I can say it's almost the same experience. Wow. What about you, Aaron? Any anything that comes to mind when it comes to kind of merging the two, being in the kitchen and making it a business um i don't i don't think i faced any like like direct uh you know sexism or any other isms uh for trying to turn it into a business and monetize um i think when i i guess right before the pandemic those those three years before the pandemic um before i feel like now it's popular to be in charge whatever <laughs> you would get questioned um you know what what's the rate and what's this and you have to go into breaking down whether it was a you know a woman or a male requesting your services and trying to like like i can't feed 30 people off of 250 dollars like i don't know what to tell you pull up the Popeye. so i think that was more of what i faced a lot of Um, wait a minute let me cut you off because you're about to make me (laughs) mad so people are questioning you when you give them your rate but they're throwing oh, their money at this. What's that guy's name? Darius Cooks. <laughs> Darius, yeah. That be stealing yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So <laughs> let's dive into that because I the first the, okay the first question I have is 
because it looks like most of his clientele are women, black women. Well, all of his clientele are black women, okay? For all intents and purposes, every like 95% of his clientele are black women. Why are they still giving him money? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, I think there's a lot of different reasons. I think there are people who are sitting under a rock and, and don't pay attention to what's going on. And there's still people that email me and say, I didn't know about the scams, you know. But then there's people that are going to support him regardless because they're enabling him. And then there's that crowd that are just kind of gullible. And he gets he gets a um, certain type of, you know, audience on Facebook, especially with, with an older demographic. He I call it the Tyler Perry like, audience. Yes, the Tyler Perry, like, church audience. Like, he taps into a demographic that is more likely to fall for these kind of scams and to not question his behavior and he uses religion to um bond with these people in a lot of ways and to manipulate them i should say oh like kanye west (laughs) don't go here (laughs) but and then too and i'm not i'm not trying to i don't know him but the food don't even look it don't even look it don't look edible or good. It just so looks unhealthy. Like, it just looks really, it really, really unhealthy. Well, we all watched like him literally pour at least a cup of salt into one portion of catfish. So 
I think that beyond the scan and the abuse and all of that, the food alone is concerning, and we should have been able to have valid conversations about that 10 years ago. Right. 10 years ago. And, and for to, to put a picture as we talk about Darius Cooks, um, you know, I came across his page maybe eight, nine years ago when I started Leslie in the Kitchen. And he probably blocked me like seven years ago. Um, we got into it about something very simple. He had posted about reaching out and he what he does now he was he was doxing and dragging someone and i didn't really put doxing because kind of doxing became a thing these last four or five years but he was doxing and dragging someone and i literally just made a comment like but you did such and such and such and such and that's when i first got blocked on that instagram on my my food page by him his scam with the food is its own lane you know, like, again, we, what we're saying, we like to elevate ourselves. That's what we like to do with our passion and elevate our food and elevate the experience. And if I'm charged, I've never charged 215 And I like, that's crazy. Mich- you can go to a Michelin one-star restaurant and eat cheaper than 215 right. um, And get the whole ambiance. <laughs> right. So the scam with the food is its own egregious situation. And even the post that's coming out and people snap, you know, pictures of these, these the current dinners. I, and I feel like it's went down. The current dinners, he's not even trying. It he's just looks like Prego. Yeah, Prego. And people are saying, oh, he went to the store before, or oh, he went to another restaurant and loaded up. And now he's cutting, you know, one toast of garlic bread into 17 pieces. So that's already a problem. But if you want to pay $215 during the pandemic to go eat that man's food, that is your personal choice. If you want to pay to support all the rest of his scams, that is alleged scam. That is fantastic. Do that. The thing and the problem that I have with him or this whole situation that surrounds his name is actual physical proof of cases and allegations and different things. And people want to turn their back to that and call Angela crazy, call other women crazy. I get into debates these last seven years off and on. And I am, even today, I'm hung up on the fact that we have proof, we have allegations, we have liens, we have all of this, and everyone wants to make it about his nasty food. That's not the problem. I am now pissed at you guys, social media, right. does not care about actual proof. And a friend of mine, I texted this morning because I was pissed because I was getting into a Twitter fight. He said, if it was a woman, she would have been out of here. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's you are right. And then too, I think it I think it does too. I mean, it's deeper than him. I think there's so much disrespect for black women. The fact that two black women are kind of advocating for black women against this person. He's a criminal. That's not an allegedly. I'm allegedly. I'm saying that. Oh, um, that's not no, a- <laughs> they could they could I have I have we have two hundred lawyers on the tenth floor. So he it's criminal what he's doing. But I think he is because, a I, yeah, you, can yeah, say that. you know, so I, but I think because it's mostly the victims are black women and the people against them are mostly black women, are all black women. So I think that kind of creates this whole like weird space of like, oh, they just angry, black, bitter. You know what I mean? You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's just, it's just crazy. And it's what's fascinating to me about it is that he's just, continuously allowed to like 
to do this. And Aaron, I told you this offline a, a, a year ago or a few few months ago. Whenever I told you this, I'm like, stop tweeting about the dude. Like, who gives a fuck now at this point? But then when I took a deeper dive into what he has been doing for all these years, he's he's a criminal. Like, he's a legit... Like, he needs to be in jail. You, but you took the deep yeah. dive and said, okay. And that's what annoyed me this morning because if the people want to keep, like, why, who cares if other people spend money on his food? And, like, it's not about that because whatever situation you want us to support or a friend of yours wants us to support, y'all call for that on social media. Let's have each other's back. Let's support, support, support. So when we're saying we're trying to deplatform this person because he is toxic across the board, because he is scamming, because he is... And we didn't even get into what the credit card company and taking people's social security right. numbers and access like literally crimes. Everyone wants us to crimes. Everybody wants us to shut the fuck up and move on to the next thing to tweet about. And that's why I'm pissed off. It's like I can care less if y'all want to go eat this man food. I can care less if you want to buy a digital cookbook from him that you never get. How do you not get the digital cookbook? <laughs> it's like, they have social media has a very, very, I mean, the world in general, but social media has a very short attention span for black women's pain, you know? So they're only going to listen for so long and then they move back to making fun of this food because that's the low hanging fruit. And, you know, even today, in the last 48 hours, he, he has docked multiple people, including a black woman and her, her kids. Her husband had a downright defender. That was wild. And yeah, threatened social. He stole her social security number. The same exact thing he did to me last summer. And wow. 24 hours later, people are back to laughing about him making a, a fried chicken cake. Yep. Wow. Wait. So I stole her social security number. That, like, yeah, <laughs> and, and broadcasted that live, like it was like it wasn't a crime. Like he literally got on Instagram live and announced that and admitted that he had my social security number and anybody who wanted to email him could have it. And I had to, and I filed a police report that week, and it's been a struggle just to get people to believe that this should happen when it was live and it was recorded and it was on a screenshot. And here we are, six, seven months later, and it happens again. And only this time because her husband stepped in and posted all those videos, and his videos started to circulate, and that became the spectacle because a man stepped in, and it became more of like you know like this whole movie for everybody. Where now he's like this hero that stepped in, and and it's about that, and not even about the reason that she was ducked is because she has been standing up for the past six months, exposing this man. And right, she was just she was just retweeting right what already is out there for right. public record, and he went at her, and then her husband stepping in. Now we're changing. Now everyone's like, you know, grabbing popcorn and pulling up front row seats when we've been telling y'all for seven plus years. And then Angela put together a whole like <laughs> case like, and document. We went to war last summer, you know? Wow. And, but and, that and people matter. are just now mostly starting to listen after me looking crazy for everybody else for six months. But it, it took a man to come in and kind of change the, you know, I guess the energy people's attention, yeah, the attention, and be like, "Oh, what's going on?" Like we've been saying this for seven months, y'all. Like, right? Like, like I guess it's true because somebody's husband came online and, and and now because he's going after Darius, now people believe how serious it is because somebody needed to defend his family. And I'm not even. I he's cool as fuck. Like I talked to him and his wife yesterday. It's not about him. He should have done what he did. Somebody should have done that for me. But it's the fact that everybody else 
comprehension change, the fact that nobody wanted to hear it before a man was involved. Like, it's a twisted thing, really, that we've been fighting because women were being abused, women were being scammed, women were, were being doxxed. We've been fighting just to be heard as women. And it took a man to, to, for somebody to pay attention to us. Yeah, I mean, shit, look at me now. I want to talk, <laughs> but, you know. So, <laughs> so, so, no, 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 but I, I, I get it. But I, I, it's just fascinating that he's still able to host these Airbnb, you know, cook-offs or whatever you want to call them. And, like, there's just countless, countless stories and tweets and posts about how they pay 200 300 $400 for an event and get to the event and it's given big lots or something or Kmart, <laughs> you know, and I'm right. just like, but why are it, why they're still giving him their, the money. So it's almost as if they're giving him the money to because, spite I mean, the victims. People, right. Those are the people in his little bubble. I mean, and, and honestly, right. it's, even though it's the most obnoxious thing to look at, it's the least yeah, important really. part of the story because that is literally his bubble and he exists in that bubble and outside of that bubble nobody would expect that and that's something we can't that's what I said in the beginning, we, that's something you, we can't do anything about nor do I care to do anything about if you want to pay your money for 2024 seat that you don't even know if this man going to show up or what's going to happen that that's on you I'm not. I, I, we can't even get into the weeds of the mentality of the ones that know about it but don't care, the ones who like Angela said that don't know about it so they're just going like that's separate from the bigger picture. And just at this point, you have two things like one, nobody really uh, believes in black uh, support black women. That's all bullshit to me. <laughs> and two, trying to like take him and deplatform him. If you even want to just say, I want to make sure that this this path is clean and you can doesn't happen to nobody else. Cook. Right. Because nobody else is scamming. <laughs> Restaurants down, staff, all the firing, mm-hmm. the credit scams, 
And it was just like seeing that shit go viral. It, it, it hit me in a certain way because I've known how hard some of us are working and have been working for years to like do things legitimately. And to see that become what people's uh, what people will go and, and support and, and, and make go viral and not understand that you are broadcasting somebody's abuser. Like it's not that I don't I don't care if he makes money in his little corner in the world if he wasn't hurting anybody. It's the fact that you are making somebody's abuser go viral. You are putting that person in 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 the space where he has hurt people all over across social media. And you're saying it's okay that we're just going to continue to elevate this person and amplify his work because who cares about who he hurt? Right, right. You know, his victims are black women, and the people that's fighting against him are black women. Until yesterday, we had this man from Detroit kind of call him out. Even in that, the guy is upset that. Darius is, you know, putting pictures of his kids up online. That's something. People get killed for stuff like that, number one. Number right. two, people are in the comments of that thread saying, um, well, how did the pictures get online in the first place? Why? I saw some and I'm just like, like why? I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, that's... It's, it's I'm like, it's, this it's is... It's different. It's crazy. It's insane. This is it's what insane. you guys are... Before you even hear like, the victim's story, you're asking what they did wrong to deserve it. Yeah, and I'm just like, that's why I even saw that in, in some of your threads. Like, okay, this is your takeaway from him scamming someone. That, right. Like, you know, he scammed. He, he's okay. taking money, like hundreds and thousands of dollars from people. You know, your response to it is, you know, um, unfollow him or stop talking about Like, that's not. Right. Yeah, that's I, just how people are in general. Like, it actually, from, like, Serious issues to like sexual assault, all the way to just trifling shit on the internet. If, if I if, if I go on Twitter right now and invented about somebody copying my recipe without permission and reposting it, I guarantee you somebody is going to say you shouldn't have put it on the internet, or mm-hmm. somebody uses a picture that's unauthorized. Somebody will say, well, you shouldn't watermark it. It's like they don't even think about what they're saying. The first of all, it means nothing. But then it's like the fact that you aren't acknowledging the fact that it was wrong to take it in the first place. Right, right. And that's crazy because I read it that, that he stole some of your recipes. Like, so it's like... Yes. And, tried and the, to... the crazy thing about that is that I have, over the years, I have heard people come, you know, step into my DMs and say, hey, you know, I saw this and I think that he might have copied something you posted. But I, we were, like, mutually blocked. I wasn't going to check every time he posted something of mine. So I never had, like, proof of thing about it. it was just like this kind of new what was happening when i it wasn't until after i started the you know exposing him last summer and we were maybe like a month in and it was the first time i had ever read his ebook i had never opened it before and when i saw my shit in there like i i broke down in tears wow because yeah. it was so disturbing to me that it was my holiday book like he ripped off like half of my book and the fact that I had, hadn't been known and it was being done like in my face all these years. And then to gaslight me and, you know, go thinking back to the way that I started exposing him and saying, you know, it's not about me, it's about the victims. Um, let's not make the recipe for focus. And it turns out this whole time he was copying that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And what, what's, what's wild is in, in the show me the receipts generation, it still didn't matter these last seven months. Right, and, and that's the. I'm really. I'm like. I'm ready to fight people. I know because I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> I'm a yeah. very practical person. Again, 
like for Kitchenista and a lot of other people's, this is their full-time job. I have another full-time job. So you watch this person just continue to escalate, increase rumors. Like, I think he's selling recipes, you know, circle these last seven to nine years. And then this last year, you watch all this info come out, gather with the info from all the other years, and people still tell you to get over it or you mad because they get in the bag. You Yeah, you're going to be a little pissed that somebody get in the bag, especially a scammer who can't right. cook. Like, why would I be right. like, a little, right. I'm a creative. You would be upset whether... What... Hell yeah. <laughs> like, you're going to be upset. And what's yeah, fascinating, so too... They, they don't understand how there really is a huge discrepancy in, in how hard... Um, especially black women have to work as content creators to, to, to get to a place of visibility. Like I, I worked my ass off to get to where I am today. It was not overnight. And in the background, I was going through toxic partnerships, people that were taking advantage of me, people that, that I had to use lawyers, you know, to get away from. I was going through a lot of those things that we're calling Darius out for. I was going through that with other people and I couldn't even talk about it. I couldn't, I couldn't get on Twitter and vent about what I was going through personally in my business because it 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 wouldn't have been a safe space for me to say that. I could have been sued at the time. You know, it's just, it was a lot going on. So it's more than just he stole my work. It's it's like I was really struggling and did not get to a certain place easily, you know, and, right. and to have somebody take the product of your labor without any of the work, without any of the suffering, without any of, of you know, what I went through and just sell it. And then to sell it for like three times more than I ever right. would have charged and people. Wow. And rang about it. <laughs> it's like, or even when, you know, he, that night, uh, last summer, when he searched his name and decided to come after Angela and she said, you know what? I had enough. You want to come after me? Let's do this. You know, he's then he, you know, went to his page and made a discount code using her name. And and, and I'm just saying all of the people. That's violent. Media That's like that violent know, to me. That, right. That yes. know about all of this for them to continue to sit there and say, uh, just shut up about it. It is to me what is my bottom line with the situation. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Because and really, it put me in a box. Like, because I went through, I went through several years of like, trying to tone down my personality online because I am very <laughs> passionate and very like loud and online. I'm not I'm actually not a loud person, you know, in, in, in person, but I'm very vocal online. I'm very opinionated. I never really held back from that. But I've also I also clapped back a lot and I was a very angry person because of the things I was going through in, in my life when I first got on social media and I had a hard time establishing boundaries. Um, I was rude to people when I shouldn't have been. And I really tried to pull that back um, when I, you know, as I grew professionally. So I struggled with when to be silent and when to speak up. So last summer, I was just kind of a point in my personal life where I had gone through a lot of shit in therapy and had kind of found that voice again. And I decided not to be silent anymore, but I really had to, I didn't know how to navigate that because I knew that it was going to be perceived as me being crazy and being rude and like, this is exactly who we told you she was. You know what I mean? Right. And that was the initial response. So I had to push through that and just say, I don't really care what people think about me anymore. This is wrong, and I'm going to be loud and tell about it. I can see you guys at Essence doing something. Coachella. No, I won't be at Essence. <laughs> I can say that. Wait a minute. I won't be at, no, I'm going to be real. I won't be at Essence because Essence is one of the companies that didn't do shit. 
she would amplify the issues with Darius Crooks. In fact, they went out of their way not to support me when somebody that worked on a team for a shoot that I did um, disparaged me online, and 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 they refused to to um, condemn that. They refused to speak out. They refused to acknowledge it at all. So wow. I would never support Essence, to be honest. Wow. And they, are they it all? Goes, it, it, it goes deep. It goes bigger. It's, and that's that's, wow. a, that's the point. It's like everyone wants people to shut up, but just like they just put out that tick, the highest earning TikTok, you want everybody to shut up, but how are we supposed to get to the top? <laughs> right. But, you know, what I'm getting at is like, okay, so when it's time to do like this event, you know, where we go and, you know, patronize, you know, kitchenistas, lesbian in kitchen, you know, event or whatever, people are going to be reluctant because now we have this the slimy person who has ran through, you know, the workplace, so to speak. Right. You know, so I'm not going to. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like he created, even though you guys are not working side by side or together, created kind of a toxic workplace. You know, and that's, that's not fair to the people who's really out there doing the work and providing excellent customer service, providing excellent healthy food or whatever, whatever. You you know what I mean? (laughs) Delicious, healthy. Delicious. I shouldn't say healthy because y'all be cooking some shit, but (laughs) it'd be good. (laughs) You know what I mean? It looked good. Make it a safe place because a woman, like especially like a content creator that's just coming up in the industry, she shouldn't, he or she should not have to make a choice of like, should I post this? Because I don't know if somebody could steal it. When you have somebody that a character like like Darius that just gets away with that over a period of years, it's like it's like this message that it's okay because nobody's gonna confront him, nobody's gonna do anything. So it's like you know, close to your own risk. And if somebody, even if it's in our community, what you're telling people is that even if within our community somebody steals from you, we're not gonna do anything. Right. We're not gonna help you. That's that's so what, definitely that's a problem. Like what's what's the incentive to to do this? Yeah. What's the incentive to have more black folks? if we don't support the ones that we're trying to come up. Right. Do you do you think that he will ever be deplatformed? Yes. Yes. And I think, and I think he'll be in jail. Yes. I think he jail and deplatformed. Wait, who? It already started this week on Twitter. There there was definitely um, progress on Twitter behind the scenes, and I, it, the next step is Facebook and Instagram. Wow. Because yeah, this is criminal, and um, I mean, it just has to stop. But it's yeah, and he's doing that on his own. He it's so hell. If I go tweet some wild shit right now, nine times out of ten, Twitter goes suspend me. Right? They're gonna be like, um, right. or if someone reported me, if I go dock like two people right now, I'm pretty sure I'm get suspended. Even one, pretty certain I would get suspended. But he does this on Instagram, Facebook, and and was doing it on Twitter. And again, for several months and for years. So I don't understand. And it is people reporting it. We are reporting it behind the scenes. We are doing what we can, you know, that nobody else sees or we don't tweet about every day and be like, okay, today I'm going to do blah, 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 blah. And yet he's still around. But I think he's definitely going to be deplatformed. And with his cases, I think he's going to be in jail or living in Mexico. He will definitely face charges at some point this year as well for the things that he's doing because there are people pursuing this. I think the most challenging thing, though, about this whole Darius Crooks, not Cooks, Crooks, his victims. His victims are black women and his supporters are black women. And I think that really, really makes it 
a little, you know what I mean? The same people that he's doxing and victimizing and stealing from and scamming are kind of the same people who are supporting him and kind of allowing it to kind of happen. Yeah. You know it's, what I mean? It's like an R. Kelly or Bill yeah. Cosby situation. Yeah. And that's a that's a whole nother conversation, a whole nother topic, a whole nother episode for another podcast because <laughs> black women do support and stand by men who, black men. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a whole. I'm just like what? Whole, yeah, yeah. you can just do a podcast yeah. on oh, no. We have we have a culture of abuse. We have a culture of protecting abusers, and that that is true with everybody, but it is definitely true within the black community. And we have we have taught people to stay silent, and we have told women um, not to tell anybody. And I mean, this is what's happening. We we see this with this guy that's just putting garbage together in a blender and <laughs> putting it in an oven and people are like going up for it. And I'm like, this does not look appetizing at the same time. Yeah. yeah but that's that, the, 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 uh, the go against, you know, people's palates, you know, everybody got their own palate. Everybody got their own taste. That's why I'm like, we, we can't even touch why people <laughs> I've seen people I know from college at his events. I can't touch why. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's still, I mean, it, it, to me, it still is ultimately the craziest part of all of this is that he could never, he could never cook. <laughs> he, he could never cook. Learn, he could never cook. <laughs> right, and, right. And, and in 10 years, he could have learned how to cook. He could have. And and then because <laughs> you have the so-called numbers, you can literally just be legit. But <laughs> right. he could have been legit. We, I talked to, I talked to Sunny about that. Like he could have been legit. He had, he had an, an opportunity to be on Food Network. He had a TV presence. He chose to be a criminal. He chose not to learn how to cook better, and he chose to believe that he knew what the fuck he was doing, even when he didn't. That's wild, but you know what, y'all, my sisters. So when I see him, I'm gonna have that uh, kitchenista merch on, that hoodie on. I'm gonna yes. run up on him, and I'm gonna yes. be like, you know what, this is for yeah, her. She left on the smoke hoodie. Exactly. Act, let's talk about that too, because you do got some merch coming out. When is the merch dropping? I got merch coming out. I'm launching this weekend. I've been putting it off because there was just so much going on. And um, it was crazy because all summer people were like, you should focus on your brand. You should focus on the whole time. I was like doing my rebranding with um, my graphic designer. And I was I hired a VA for the first time last year. And that's been a process for me just to get used to having help. Um, it's still something I'm learning. But yeah, we, I finally got something done that I've been trying to do for many, many years. And I have my merch ready to go. I have a website ready to go live. And I just, I hit the pause button personally because of what was going on. I didn't feel at the right time and I just moved and I needed right. to deal with that and not have like customer service on my lap. But I'm ready to go now. So I got shirts, I got hoodies, I got mugs. I have a new logo that was designed last year. And I have, um, my favorite part is the She Wants All the Smoke graphic. It was kind of inspired by Rosie the Riveter. And uh, Don was my graphic
you know, Alibaba. people aren't going to wear. Yeah. <laughs> hey, what's that lady so name? So that will come later, probably by the summer. What's that lady's name that uh, Oprah discovered and she'd be cooking? You know what I'm talking Ooh, about. Rachel Ray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You about to be on your Rachel <laughs> Rachel Ray with a cook line and all that. She does have a lot, doesn't she? she yeah. Does, she does have. She has like an empire. There's quite a few women like that that I, as far as business, um, you know, like Rudy German, the way that she took her blog into an empire with merch and the books and the show, and that she right. has like a cafe. I mean, that's that's inspirational. So who knows where this could go? I definitely did not think about any of this ten years ago. That's cool. So like, I'm a, when I buy these these hoodies and shit and this merch hopefully it'll improve my way around the kitchen <laughs> if it don't I, that's very LA I actually love uh, tote bags so, yes yeah. <laughs> that, that's LA that, that is very LA Aaron. you know we love a tote bag yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> in LA keep it in the truck and hopefully the food will taste like something out of Angela Tichonista's <laughs> kitchen and then you have your cookbooks and you get three nine ninety nine 99 on the kitchen yeah, and then I'll have my, uh, my next one will drop um, that's something else I'm pushing my, so my 10 year anniversary is in April and I don't know, in my head, like, I finished the book last year, and that was, you know, Aaron, like, it's a process to write a book, like, this last one took me several years, Um, (laughs) and it just kind of came together last year as I had time to work on it, but then I wasn't ready to publish it, because I I just kind of wanted to enjoy this moment of, like, moving into my first home, and um, in this particular book, I shared a lot more of my story, I wrote a lot more, like, essays than I usually do. And I wanted to take the time to really talk about my story before the book came out, instead of just like dropping the you know the bomb on people that way. So right. you know I I'm gonna time it for April for my tenure and use it as a way to like celebrate my progress. You have a whole year though. You have from April 2022 to April 2023 right. to I make it happen. Correct. Yeah. And Aram, your cookbooks are still out there. Where are we grabbing that at? They are. So I uh, put the first one out, Culinary Cool, Everyday Food, probably eight years ago, and finally put out uh, my last self-published cookbook. Again, self-published. So if a publisher want to publish me, great. Um, <laughs> Bacon Bitches and Breakups. Uh, I put that out in the last year. Um, and you can find it on my website or just go to my Instagram and click on the link there and buy it. It's it was a fun passion project of dating stories, my own dating stories. Um, I think 20 or 30 recipes. It might be 30 recipes. Um, yeah, just a really great, fun book. Some dating tips. Um, I love women. Y'all are not bitches. It just goes with the title, Bacon Bitches and Breakups. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and listen, you, I got the cookbooks. I got the cookbook, so you're not going to pay your money and get a blank PDF. <laughs> With no, you're not. You're gonna, you're gonna get your your ebook. Um, and that's, that's the, the it's a it's a process to write a cookbook, especially if you're not trained to do so. And we're self published, and it is not easy. And you you know you have people look over it, and you want to make sure you present the best you know product possible. So you know just supporting that that energy of creativity and you know as they say getting it out the mud and doing something right. is what we're about supporting each other having fun with our passions giving you guys something that you can have fun with 
you know, my cookbook is easy. You get in the kitchen, you follow the steps, you have a good meal. Definitely, definitely. And they better be easy to follow, too. The next ones will come out. <laughs> because... <laughs> What should our listeners do ASAP? Go to patreon.com slash kitchenista and subscribe for my new recipe. I go to Let's Be in the Kitchen on Instagram, grab that new cookbook, Bacon Bitches and Breakups, send y'all a little uh, mini vacation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I am <laughs> tired, but <laughs> uh, that's all I got. Do that ASAP. And kitchenista, like spell that out for our followers, our listeners who don't know how to spell. It's like kitchen, K-I-T-C-H-E-N, and then I-S-T-A. It's the kitchenista on Instagram and Twitter. Okay, and Aaron, what is? It is lesby in the kitchen, L-E-S-B-I-N, the kitchen. You can find me on Instagram. And again, ladies, thank you for teaming up with me. We got to do this again. I can't wait to eat the kitchenista. That sounds a little sexual. I can't wait to eat the kitchenista. <laughs> should I take? Look at. Should I take that out? <laughs> should I? But hope you know. Hey, hey. I mean, I don't want to be offensive to anyone. But again, thanks a lot, ladies. I I love you guys. I love what you guys are doing. Stay positive. Stay black. Stay beautiful. And again, I am not Sean Allen everywhere. Follow, subscribe, wherever you listen to this podcast, Spotify and Apple listeners. Please rate, review, and see you guys on the next one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.